What up, guys? This is Amber Archives, and I'm here with Mr. Zach Kehoe. What's up, guys? And Anthony Nguyen, a.k.a. Frenchie. Hello, hello. What's up, fellas? Um, how's your How's your holidays? How's your holidays? Good? I mean, mine wasn't that bad. Got a, got a new time traveler deck out of the uh, gifts I received. Hey. So that's always good. Nice. Sexy. Nice. How about you, Frenchie? How about you, Frenchie? Very good. Uh, a little bit sick. <laughs> oh, <no>. Don't have <laughs> anything really good to say about Keyforge, but uh, that was pretty good time. So yeah, nice, Love nice. It. Yeah, did you get any Keyforge decks for Christmas or no? No, not. Re- uh, I did not get any. Too uh, much, too much action. So yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any either. I was kind of pissed. <laughs> yeah, but um, I so I is I have a funny story though because I helped one of my roommates. Um, buy a couple decks for nice. yeah for for christmas and he ended up opening up a horseman deck no way two decks that he got yeah 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 so i pick my two decks out of the bin or out of the you know box and she picks out the two decks that she wants to give to his boyfriend to, to her boyfriend and he ends up he ends up opening up the horseman deck i literally was right there i could have had the horseman deck <laughs> But she ended yeah, up grabbing no it. It was, it was it was ridiculous. It's yeah. not just a horseman deck. It's a horseman deck with a rise. Yeah, it's a horseman deck with a rise. He sent us a bunch of pictures on Christmas. He was super excited. And I was just like, great. There goes my chances. <laughs> like it, it sums it up, really. God. Well, your friend needs to wife her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They need to play the lottery, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, awesome. So this episode is called House Hunting Part Two. So this is a continuation of our last episode where we deep dive into each individual house, talk about the strategies, talk about the cards and the overall you know goal of each house. <clears throat> uh, before we get into our main topic, though, we want to talk about our card spotlight. That's going to be our first segment of the day. Um, this week we're going to focus on this. Uh, cards. So our card spotlight and our stud and dud is going to be all discards. So this week we're going to start off with the beautiful card, beautiful action I like to call Arise. Uh, this this card lets you choose a house, return all target car- creatures of that house from your graveyard into your hand, and you gain one chain. Um, this card's super powerful. Uh, Kiel, you want to talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, so this card's strong, but I definitely wanted to see it in the spotlight because of kind of a PDA for people with the card. Mm-hmm. So it's super strong when you have most of your deck on. Like, say you can count your one house. You know you have 11 of the 12 cards out of your deck for it already. Most of them are in your bin. You rise, bring them all back, have a big turn, especially if it's dis, because you get to do it the same turn. Right. The problem is everyone's searching for that awesome arise turn. And they wind up holding on to this card from, like, the get-go. And you just want to be discarding and turning through your deck. Mm-hmm. Like, you can always get it back the next time you go through your deck or get it back with an ability, but you, you can't just sit on it because you're effectively hindering yourself by doing so. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, so, on the flip side, though, I've seen it where you draw it mid-game, where your bin is relatively full, but you have a good board. and you know, I've held it for maybe one turn and or like two turns just to try to get a little bit more creatures into the bin and set it up and then have a giant arise turn. Like you never want to be you never want to have it so that you're holding it right from the beginning. But I don't mind holding it. I, I've definitely found myself in situations where like you're holding it mid game where, you know, for one or two turns and it's not really affecting that much. You know yeah, that's I mean? a different situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely seen it that way. French, I would say, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that <clears throat> generally, if you know that you can do a huge turn with arise, and um, it calls for holding arise in your hand for like two or three turns, it's pretty good. I would say. Uh, let's say, for example, that I have Restring Guntus. That mm-hmm. ma- that magnificent card from this card to yes. <laughs> so like, let's say you have that card that uh, is going to limit your opponents to not play one of their house, right? Mm-hmm. 
and let's say I've been sent them to, and I know that I have like a champion of Alafia on the battlefield, mm-hmm. um, or that is pretty co- close to come because I only have like maybe 10 cards in my d- uh, deck left, mm-hmm. uh, I would probably hold my Arise and then plan for playing that card um, when my opponent is going to um, be almost out, out, out of the decks, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we'll know exactly what my opponents will have in the discard pile, so I know what house to call for. And uh, I will play the resting Guntus on next to the Anafia and be sure that it's actually a game win for me. Right. Because but, like yeah, uh, my opponent won't be block. able to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, yeah, that, like, that definitely that definitely adds to it for sure. Um, so just just being able to to lock your opponent down with certain creatures. And that's what this does, you know what I mean? Like, so when you arise this, like you're getting back all those small creatures that they have killed earlier. Because, they, like, like we said before, this doesn't have really large creatures. So Restingentus or whatever it's called is a one power creature, so it's gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. end up dying early on. So, like, the fact that yep. you're able to get that back and still be able to lock down your opponent, super, super powerful. I really like this card, but I've had I love that card. I've, like Keo was saying, like I've have seen uh, multiple situations where people just tend to go too deep and misplay and and hold it and try to try to make this giant play, but in the long run, it just ends up hurting them. Yeah, yeah throwing off a mid game value arise where you just grab back like three disc guys that are going to annoy them and just throw them all at the same turn. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's mm-hmm. better than holding it a lot of the time, right? What's the what's yeah, the number of creatures? Yeah. What's the number of creatures that you want back to like break? At least three. Three? What do you think? Yeah, I would say so, yes, two, yeah. Three. Three yeah. three cards movie. Because I mean you're drawing one less card. There's a the you know, it gives you a chain, right? So like you want it to be worth it. It's a super powerful effect. So I, I think I think three to four. Three to four as well. I think three is super good because you're spending a card playing it and you're losing a future card. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting three back, you're still up one card. So you, it still did something. Yeah, yeah. Three, three definitely minimum. If you're doing it for anything less than three, then it's a net loss for sure. There's also like uh, the play effects that you have to take a, into account for the creatures that you right. are going to get back in your hand. Right. So if they're like giving you like I don't know, let's say let's say you have uh, uh, Wish of the Hunt and then Shoto Azri. And you know that you have a lot of uh, creatures of um, of uh, untamed in your hand. After that, right, right. Uh, you're guaranteed to uh, have having a key after that. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. Because at that point, it's essentially card draw, right? Like if you're not if you're not picking a house that's this. How do you guys feel about that though? Like just playing Arise and not picking this. Because I've I've run into situations where like I don't know. It feels it feels bad for me to be honest. Like it, it just feels like. Damn, I can't do anything until next turn. I just drew, you know, two cards or whatever. <laughs> I think I probably played about. I'm guessing somewhere around 20 total games with with decks that have a rise in them. Mm-hmm. I think I've only actually played it four or five times. Right. And how often have you pay, have you seen yourself picking not this? About half the time. Half the time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it just presents itself. It's just a weird situation because, like. It feels so good to say, say, arise this, get back four creatures, and then just unload your hand, right? Like that's just best case scenario. But yeah. for me, mm-hmm. like it just feels weird when I say like, oh, arise untamed, get back three arise th- or three untamed guys, and then I'm just like sitting there, you know, like I, I don't know. It, it, it I is can hear just you. As um, yeah, yeah. I would say. Um... If you ever do this and then choose something that is not this, uh, just plan your turn ahead and mm-hmm. make use this uh, use arise like some kind of tutor that is going to bring the creatures that you need. And right. yeah, that's pretty right. much it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see it working both ways. But I don't know. For me personally, my preference, I would much rather choose uh, this than any other house. Yeah, if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that get, that does it for our card spotlight for this week. Um, going into our next main topic, so we're gonna. If you tuned in last week, we did four houses. Uh, this week, we're gonna do the rest of the three houses. We're gonna do shadows, logos, and untamed, and they're all happen to be our favorites. We're gonna do them correspondingly. 
Um, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, right from the jump, we're going to go to Frenchie with our deep dive into Untamed, sir. Take it away. Yep, Untamed, Untamed. If you want to race in Keyforge, with uh, Untamed is the house to choose because like uh, there's so much cards that will give you embers and cards that let you forge the keys uh, right away that it's, it's really hard to play against Untamed. And it's a blast to play it too. So um, I will begin with the card called Nepenthe Seed. Uh, that's how I pronounce it, but I'm not sure this is the right pronunciation. Uh, the infamous Nepenthe Seed. It's an artifact from Untamed uh, that says Omni, sacrifice Nepenthe Seed, return a card from your discard pile to your hand. So good. So yeah, it's so good. So, it's so good. the it's the base of uh, the um, library library access nepotism uh, combo. Uh, like you play library access from Logos, that lets you draw a card each time you play a card. You uh, you Omni with nepotism, get back the uh, library access, replay the library access, and that's how each time you're going to play a card, you're going to draw two cards. Yeah. Uh, with that's that, nuts. you pretty much yeah. yeah, it's pretty nuts. You pretty much going to draw your whole deck. Keep on playing the local cards and then uh, just run with the game uh, with it. So uh, yeah, the fact that that card says a card, the fact that seed says a card, return a card, like not a creature card, not an action card, just a card in general, like anything, just a card. Yes, it's it's, yeah. it's just bonkers because like it, it the is. possibilities. It's so versatile, you know. It is. It's yeah. like uh, it's like any tutor in um, Magic, I would say. Yeah, like the fact absolutely. That you, you can return like one of the big value cards. Uh, it's it's so good in Keyforge, especially when when you don't have that kind of limit power limit in the cards in itself. You know because you don't you're not constructing your deck, right? Right. You got you got to play with the deck that you have been given, and uh, that lets you play cards that is extremely powerful. And having a card like Nepotism that will return those cards is just so good. So yeah, Nepotism. Uh, one of the best cards of uh, the Untamed. Definitely. So I yeah, agree with you. definitely. Um, what else? What else does Untamed want to do? So uh, besides yeah, getting back, the, uh, the other one uh, that is doing kind of the same is Regrowth. So Action Card Two. Uh, this one it will give you an Ember, and uh, it will return a creature from your discard pile to your hand. So same thing. Uh, Regrowth really really good. Um, I love to play it when I have something like uh, Dust Pixie mm. from uh, Untamed 2. So Dust yep, Pixie, yep. Uh, play the turn, uh, my opponent killed it. So I have my two Ember from it, that was great. I, re I play Regrowth, get Dust Pixie back in my hand, replay Dust Pixie. So it's a total of five Embers with only two cards. It's yeah, amazing. It's, I love it. It's nuts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regrowth for me is definitely one of the better action cards that untamed has just because it, it gives you an amber right away so like it's not like a rise where it doesn't give you the amber it gives you the chain but it's again it's not as powerful as a rise you know you're only returning yeah. back one creature but for one untamed creature, but for untamed that one creature could be really game changing very good yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's because it's game changing like uh, people so that creatures with one power, that's it, and just give two uh, embers, uh, no text on it. So it's just a creature, one power with two embers. That's yeah. so, so good. It changed the game for me. <laughs> yeah, it just ramps you. It just ramps you into, you know, whatever you want to do with your amber, like you know, forging yeah. keys, getting there faster. Yep. Yeah. Another card from Nintendo that is manipulating the discard like this is Witch of the Eye. So it's a creature, three power. When you reap, return a card from your discard pile to your hand. So not as good as Nepetisid, because if you want to return a card from the, to your hand, you have to choose uh, Untamed, and then reap with the Witch of the DI. But yeah, you can see that there's like some kind of um, team with uh, with Untamed that plays with the graveyard. And that's something that um, people might not be real realizing it, but mm. uh, Untamed and Discard, and a lot of ember generation. That's how I would like qualify the the house. It's really really good. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I've had situations where, you know, I'm playing untamed and I'm just unintentionally 
getting a bunch of stuff back from my graveyard. Like, I didn't realize that it just does a bunch of, as much graveyard shenanigans as this does. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, let's say you have Untamed this, uh, you can do pretty much a lot of things if you have those kind of cards uh, that can manipulate your graveyard and just like get whatever you want to from your graveyard. So yeah, just look at when your graveyard is going to be filled up. Mm -hmm. And if you can see that there's any kind of com uh, combo you can pull off with uh, Untamed this, just go for it. It's so good, so good. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely didn't expect that to be in the identity of Untamed at first because i thought it was just going to be all about like the way druid is in hearthstone where it's just like a bunch of ramp and then a bunch of like powerful creatures and like super combos you know and and just win at the end of the turn you know with key charge but the fact that it has the graveyard shenanigans and the graveyard -y, you know just interactions makes it that much more powerful yeah exactly it's like it, it gives also another dimension to the to, to the house like it's not only druid right it's like something some some kind of life balance you know like like uh it's 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 weird to say but uh, i wouldn't expect to see this graveyard manipulation in that house uh if i was like uh looking at it and that's pretty much cool for me and i would say the last card i would notice too is mimicry so good it's an action card right it says when you play this card tweet Treat it as a copy of an action card in your opponent discard pile. Mm, mimicry, yeah. That card is oof. so, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that it's card like, is just out of control. Don't yeah, get me wrong, it can miss. It can miss. It can, it can. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of card that you kind of want to hold in your hand so that uh, when your opponent is going to like pull off an, uh, a, for example, maiden switch, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, you can like do it again against them. Uh, with, oh my uh, god, I've never even thought about that. That's gross. Yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. That's so gross. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's but, it's I mean, good. You don't, uh, don't want to fall into the trap of like holding it for a super long time though. Like if your opponent's just not play, if your opponent's just playing like a Brabnar Sanctum deck, and you know not many actions, a bunch of creatures. Like I find I would find myself you know discarding it. Yeah, I'll yes. just play it for the uh, the amber. At the yeah, I'll just like play whatever. It for the amber as soon as they play a spell, the amber, just play it, copy it. Yeah, yeah. just copy it. For example, the opponent played ghostly hand they, uh, from shadows. They got two embers, and they steal one of you back. Uh, you can literally play mimicry back. Uh, got two embers, and it's 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 still good. Uh, like this, I, I would say um, it's it's a card that will enable a lot of art play. I would say. And uh, as for now, people people I play against that got mimicry. Um, they, I would say, they are not used to to play it yet. So if my opponent is asking me to get to see to see my uh, my discapa, I would say, oh my god, this mimicry is coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, either mimicry <laughs> or uh, restringentus or whatever that card is. Trying yeah. to figure out how many of a certain type is left in your opponent's deck. Right. Yeah. Right. Or so, or like choose the week or something. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I find myself before I choose uh, a house or choose the week, or control yeah. the week. It's called control. Yeah, control, yeah, control the week. Yes. Mm. Yeah, control <laughs> the week. I'll like look through I post this card and see how many of a certain house yet. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. If you want to do a next level play of mimicry, try to remember what uh, your what are the action that is worthwhile mm -hmm. in your uh, open discapa uh, and just like play it and yeah, do it, that that's. That's the card that is a really blast to play it. I love it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Now, so for those that don't really know Untamed, like, is it, are their creatures, like, super big? Or or do they, like, how, how, how are their creatures lined up against, like, a normal? I would say they are pretty fairly good creatures. Uh, the creature that uh, is the mom in the... Whoa, whoa. Oh, Frenchie, what happened to your mic? He just went full robot, bro. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> is <about> it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better now. It's better now. Continue. It's better now? All right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Repeat what you said so that the people who don't speak robot, they can understand it. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say the most representative creatures of the house would be Ancient Beer. Okay. So Ancient Beer, it's uh, just a five 
power creature. Is that the one got... with assault two? Right. Exactly. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Before so... it attacks, it deals two damage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is pretty good because, like, uh, let's say you have some elusive creatures that um, you don't want to, you want to get rid of, but you don't want to send two creatures at mm. it. You can actually send uh, any creatures with assault to do the damages before the fight. Yes. And do damages. Yes, exactly. That will kill them before, um, before the uh, the triggers. yes. Thank right. you. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, See, I think I, think I disagree with Frenchie here about their creatures being like decently big because they have a few big guys like Ancient Bear or Big Twig, the seven drop, but like most of Untamed is pretty small. There's a lot of threes, twos, and ones because they have good abilities. Yes. They, uh, you need a card like Niffle Queen or something to pump up the small guys, then they're okay. But like on their own, they're, they're small creatures. They're like this small. Yes. I would say I, I would say it's not about small. I'd say a little bit bigger than this overall, but on average, I think they're relatively small. Yes, uh, if you take the average, it should be around three or three power, I think. But I would say this: those are the cards. Those creatures cards have a gimmick in it that is actually going to help you a lot in the game, like Dospexy. No, no, no text in it, but two ember. Mm -hmm. uh, Dew fairy, elusive. Each time you rip, you gain another ember. Uh, Shoto Azri, uh, you lose one ember and you fought your key right away. Uh, Wish of the Ant, you each time you play a creature, you gain an ember. See what I mean? It's yeah. like I wasn't saying I don't like their creatures. I was just yeah. saying they're small. Their abilities yes. are fantastic. Exactly. Trying to keep a stable board of a bunch of untamed dudes is not going to happen. They're all going to get killed. Yes, yeah, exactly. if you're playing against a really good opponent that knows what your deck's trying to do, it knows that you're going to need your your untamed creatures, so they're going to target that right away. Yes, um, yes. One way to get around that, though, is to like pair it up with a Sanctum House or you know Brobnar creatures that just you know are big beefy creatures that are able to have a bit more board control, and then place your untamed guys like towards the end. Like once you've established board control, yep. Uh, if you manage to like uh, stick up uh, the Dufery um, to to Anathiel or like uh, Shadow Self or something like this, and you can choose uh, repeatedly um, and tame and just repeat with the Dufery, you can you can run away with the uh, with the game. And uh, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it. Like uh, choose and tame. It, that, that's a great house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And they have like all the rampy stuff that that, that can combo you uh, into like just straight up making the key. Like you said, the guy that what's the guy called? Uh, Shoto Azri. Yeah, I think. Shoto Azri. Um, the key charge, obviously. You know, lose one amber, forge key, current cost. Yeah, that that those those kind of cards and those kind of um, strategies are definitely what makes Untamed super super powerful. For sure. Yes, it's also <laughs> hard to like uh, keep the uh, the card in your hand. Uh, but uh, let's say you have the Witch of the Eyes or the Nepatisil. That's cards that is going to like let you get back those cards and just have uh, uh, run away with the game with it. It's yeah, just good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you're into just forging keys rapidly and getting a bunch of amber and doing fancy things with the graveyard, then Untamed is a house for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's like it's going to uh, it's going to make you uh, have a step uh, step ahead against your opponent. Mm -hmm. And if your opponent doesn't have an answer to that, then you're pretty much winning the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we've talked about uh, Untamed for a long time, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to our next house, Mister Kehoe. Want to take it? Logos. Our next house is uh, Logos. So yeah. anybody familiar with Magic and you're a blue player or anybody who plays pretty much combo decks in any game, Logos is going to be for you. There's tons of card draw, uh, different ways to manipulate your deck, ways to slow your opponent down so you can access your cards. It's just, if you like combo, Logos is awesome. Especially with the uh, first card I'm talking about is library access. Oh, yeah. So library access is an action that says whenever you play a card, draw a card. 
doesn't matter if it's a logos card or not. If you have an ability, lets you play an out of house card every time you play when you draw one. So if you can loop library access more than once, you can basically draw out your entire deck and with phase shift play most of it in one turn. Yeah, uh, library access is got to be one of the most well known cards in Keyforge at this point. Because everyone just wants to have it and go off. and I mean, who doesn't like drawing cards, right? <laughs> the drawing cards is super, super powerful, for sure. Um, but yeah, library access definitely is broken. Yeah, so uh, they also have uh, Time Traveler. He's the uh, one of the other boogeymen, the 1% chance or whatever everyone's chasing. He's a, was he, two power, I think? Two power, yeah. And uh, when you play him, he draws two cards. And gives you an amber. And gives you an amber. And there's an action that says you shuffle him back in your deck. Mm -hmm. So he also comes with Help from Future Self, which is a card that gives you an amber and searches your graveyard or your deck for Time Traveler and puts it in your hand. Yeah, so, so he, it's just always comes, for, he always comes with that card, which is beautiful. Yeah, it's just like the yeah. horsemen always come with all four of them. Right. So and Nif, I think Niffle Queen always comes with at least two Niffle Apes. I think I'm not sure. I want well, to yeah. have a deck. I want to have a deck with one Niffle Queen and no Niffle Apes. <laughs> it's like a That'd maverick, <laughs> yeah, a maverick Niffle Queen, <laughs> like in Yo, shadows. Would be they maverick and Niffle Queen. <laughs> Do they have to also maverick Niffle Apes in the same deck? Dude, I don't know, man. I, I'm sure you there's a deck out like there. Six Maverick cards. <laughs> I'm sure there's a deck out there with a Maverick Nipple Queen and like shadows or something with no Nipple Apes. <laughs> if you're the one that have that's uh, that deck and you're listening to us, just please let let us know. Yeah, please oh, yeah, tweet yeah, us a picture. Tweet us a picture for sure. Oh my god, we would love it. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Continue, continue, my logos. My bad. All right, so that. Time Travelers lets you churn through your deck, comes with himself, and if you play Library Access into Time to Traveler, you're going to have an awesome turn pretty much no matter what you draw. Mm -hmm. But then uh, they also have a lot of things to deal with archiving, which is my favorite mechanic in this entire game. So, yeah, archiving is good. Yeah. So they have uh, Archaeologist uh, action to archive a card from your discard. They have, uh, I think it's called Research Smoko. It's a two-drop when it dies. You archive the top card of your deck. And then they have the lab, lab works, regular and sloppy, that both lets you archive cards. Mm -hmm. So, respectively, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one lets you archive and discard a card, the other one lets you archive a card. Mm -hmm. So, you can build up a bunch of combo ish type cards that you need later, but you need them with something else in your archive using the logos cards. And then the turn you need it, pick, up, pick it up and just go off, which is so much fun. Oh yeah, like yeah. I've seen, I've had turns where I play against Kiho and he has his super wombo-y library access time traveler deck, and I'm just watching him draw cards for five minutes, just literal, <laughs> just literal five minutes. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom or something. Just let me know when you're you're done. It's fun to play solitaire sometimes. It's literal solitaire sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I mean, listen, if that's what you enjoy, you know, by all means, you know, have at it. But yeah, Lo yeah. Logos definitely draws a lot of cards, sometimes too many. Yeah, if you like <laughs> gold fishing, Logos is your house, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I love gold fishing when there's an opponent sitting across from me that has to watch me do it. <laughs> exactly. Of course you do. Nah. But, uh, there's uh, there's yeah, other so cards in Logos that makes it so your opponent can't do anything, too. There's a uh, oh yeah, those are beautiful. Fogify and Scramble Storm, mm -hmm. and it's a really fun turn when you go library access into Fogify, draw the Scramble Storm, play that too, and then you pass turn with like ten cards still in your hand. Yeah, and, they and can't your play opponent anything. can't play actions, and, and they, they can't, can't attack with creatures, and they pretty Wait. much just stare at their board and pass. Yeah, and do you do you guys know about the Skippy Time Hog? Yes, and they can't oh, use yeah, cards. Oh yeah, Skippy Time Hog. <laughs> Skippy Time Hog <laughs> yeah, says Dan has on that play time. they can't they can't. Uh, use their cards. Yeah, exactly. That's a creature. So it's one an power. actual time walk if you manage to get all three of those. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll be able to play creatures, but that's all they'll be able yeah, to do. Yeah, they'll be able to play creatures. That's about it. <laughs> that's insane. And guess what? They're going to probably do another Logos card in the next set where you cannot play creatures. 
Oh yeah, that would be fun to that'd watch. Be oh my god, that'd be absolutely. Want the deck nuts. with all of them in library access and just go for the gold. Oh, absolutely. Just a dream. Absolutely. Yeah. And quick tip for those of you who are playing Fogglefly and Scramble Storm, I know sometimes it's hard to keep track of it by just putting it into your discard pile. I like to leave the card out just as a reminder for me and the opponent. Like I'll just leave it out until his turn's over. Like I'll leave it out, like out in the middle of the field. So that he knows he can't fight with creatures, or that he knows he can't play actions. Because I've seen a lot of people talking on Reddit, like, "Oh, Fogifies and Scramble Storm is so hard to keep track of." Because like, I'll, I'll, I've done it multiple times where like I'll just put it in my bin, and then they'll be playing their turn like normal. You know, they'll just forget that they can't fight, or they'll forget that they can't play actions, and I'll forget too, and then it's just too late at that point. So I like leaving the card out until the action is definitely, uh, you know, over. Yeah, that's a really good uh, thing to remember. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I would say too uh, is help from future self. Uh, so if you read the card completely, it says that at the end, you have to shuffle your discard pile into your deck. Yep. So I remember that uh, the very first time I played help from future self, I was only uh, shuffling my uh, library. But that's pretty much broken if you think about it, because like if you manage to put back the uh, the uh, time traveler back into your library, then you're pretty much guaranteed to uh, redraw it too. So yeah, don't, uh, don't forget about, about that. Uh, when you play that card, show for your discapa. Yeah, it's also fun to uh, play library access immediately followed by help and future self with an empty graveyard and all you're shuffling back in is library access. So <laughs> chance to draw it again. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Magical <laughs> Christmas land. Gotta love I've it. done it. I've done it. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta love it, man. Love. So, with all this card draw, you know, does it like? How does it win? Like, how does it? How does it? How does well, logos? The big thing for logos about? is if you can set up kind of some kind of craziness with time traveler and library access and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is a lot of the logos actions have amber attached to them. So you can churn through like all your logos cards in your deck at once and just wind up with the eight amber for playing them plus a couple creatures on the board. Mm. So that you've already bursted a key and a half just by doing it once. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I definitely could see that. But I, I fall into the trap of or I've definitely seen situations where like a bunch of logos people or or you know, a bunch of logos cards are being drawn, a bunch of logos cards being played, but then the opponent just has like three amber and it just passes, you know. And it's then, still fun. And then, the, <laughs> and then the next guy just plays Gateway to this, and boom, everything's gone. You know, like, but but yeah, I, I've definitely seen logos hit or miss, hit or miss sometimes for sure. I don't know. That's just my experience with logos. Yeah. yeah. Um. But if you manage to like get those embers going, and let's say you manage to like have six or seven embers, don't forget you have face shift too. That lets you play uh, the that lets you play the other cards from other house and just manage maybe to uh, force the key right away. If you, uh, for example, you can have key charge. Shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key key charge or short charge. So yeah, right. I would say it's a it's it's a house that has a lot of gimmick. That's for sure. Yeah, and I I definitely see it as a support house as well. So like if you're playing yeah. Mars like or Dis or any other house basically. Like you're seeing more of the of your house because you're seeing more of your deck. So like as you're drawing a bunch of cards, you're not only progressing the logo strategy, you're progressing your Marsh strategy or your Dish strategy or your Sanctum strategy because you're just seeing way more cards than your opponent. So it's able to support that, you know, in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's definitely a house that will help you get there quicker uh, yeah. with whatever strategy you want to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, um, that's it for our logos side of things. Um, let's uh, let's move on to shadows. That's my my favorite house. So uh, shadows, for those of you who don't know, likes to steal things. <laughs> They're a bunch <laughs> of thieves. <laughs> nah, uh, it uh, they they thrive on stealing a bunch of amber. They're one of the only houses that um, that just have uh, elusive creatures. So um, they have a bunch of tiny dudes with elusive. So elusive is like you can't take damage when you're attacked for the first time, but you'd also deal no damage. A lot of people forget about that that clause. Um, and then 
on top of that, you know, they 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 have a bunch of you know creatures that capture, a bunch of creatures that steal, um, and it just it's 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 an overall just just a really really great house if you want to end up just controlling your opponent and oppressing him and oppressing his amber supply and just running away with the game later on. Um, some of the signature cards for Shadows, uh, Bait and Switch. We talked about it throughout the episode. Yep, hate that card. Super powerful action. <laughs> too, too good. <laughs> yeah. Um, really good. I've also seen it miss uh, <clears throat> Frenchie, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> still holding a grudge to me. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to go bait and switch against Frenchie oh, uh, a couple weeks ago in the tournament, and I was one mana short or one one amber short uh, from winning the game. But but yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a super proper card. So it steals one amber, and if your opponent has more amber than you, you repeat this process. So you just you can eventually just keep stealing. I was playing against my roommate yeah. the other day again. It, actually, his horseman deck. His horseman deck had the Sting. That's also a card I want to talk about later. But uh, the Sting basically is an artifact that lets you skip your key forge step, but you get all the amber from your opponent when he forges a key. So he had thirty-seven, no, thirty-two amber. Right. That's the lot. <laughs> I had two keys. I had two keys, and I had no amber. And I play bait and switch. Oh God. <laughs> And he and he just snap concedes like it's just not even close. That's brutal <laughs> because That's he had brutal. just wait so long. He had much. Yeah. He had just managed to get rid of his. Um, he just managed to get rid of his sting. So I <laughs> I play bait switch and no no he doesn't concede and he doesn't concede. So he I play bait switch. I go to sixteen. He goes to, or I go to seventeen. He goes to sixteen. I forget what the number was, but uh, Amber. And then the next turn he plays uh, Doorway to Heaven. So he just <laughs> so he just <laughs> brings us all the way down to five each. Oh, uh, it was yeah. great. It was it was it was a good good. Couple he did all turns. work to steal your hammer and then just blew it up. And then blew it up. Yeah, after I stole oh, it all. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we talk about this thing? Uh, like last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Last, yeah. It was, last, it was last week, week. Yeah. So yeah, um, guys, uh, if you have this thing, don't wait until. Don't I, wait that I mean, long. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> my That's members. definitely That's a mistake. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Bay and switch so. just have really, really swingy turns for sure. Um, Shadows <laughs> also has a couple action cards that are fairly similar. Um, it has Nerve Blast, um, which deals or steals one if you do, then deal two damage to a creature. And then Relentless Whispers also deals two if it kills a creature, steal one, steal an amber. So these yeah. actions are super powerful. They can steal your, from your opponent's amber pile. They can kill creatures. It's basically what Shadows wants to do. You know, Both those actions yeah. also give you an amber when you play them. Correct. Yeah, so it's like on top right. of that, you're getting an amber just for playing the card. <laughs> so it's absolutely nuts. Um, Wait, uh, I'm not sure for... Um, Nerf Blast? Yeah, I don't think it gives you one amber. No, it doesn't give you one amber. It says play... Relentless no, doesn't. Just gives you an uh, no. amber, right? Yeah, Relentless gives you an amber. Nerf Blast doesn't. But okay. think about that. When you play Nerf Blast, you're essentially going to like kill an opponent creatures and have two embers and make your opponent lose one ember. That's a really good card. Yeah, like definitely. If, if I have Nerf Blast, like two or it's three Nerf Blasts in my deck. Yeah, it's good. still amazing even without the, the amber being played. Um, yes. yes. Then there's cards like Old Bruno. So old Bruno uh, is a three-drop, three-power creature with elusive, but on play it captures three. So <laughs> it's ultimate disruption, just complete disruption, because they have to not only deal with the three-drop creature, but they have to attack it twice because it has elusive just to get their yeah. amber back. Yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. When I first seen that card, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, also in that sweet spot of uh, of three power, so you cannot nerf blast it. You yeah, so you're killing. Yeah, kill so it. you're killing a fair yeah. amount. You're dealing a fair amount of damage to certain things uh, on the attack as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. There's also Naughty the Thief, uh, which is also an elusive creature. Um, it uh, basically in action as an action, it's a two drop as an action, you can steal one. Um, so yeah, th this 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 whole this whole like 
concept of stealing Amber is super powerful. Like it's, it's way better than reaping. It's way better than just, you know, producing Amber on your own. Like, because you're just oppressing your opponent's Amber pile. And that's what I like most about Shadows, for sure. Yeah. And I also, agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it also has, like, um, a lot of skirmish creatures, poison creatures. Um, so poison, uh, basically any man- amount of damage dealt to the creature is enough to kill it. Yeah, Mactus Asp is insane. Three yeah. drop skirmish poison. And elusive, right? Doesn't it have elusive? No, Mactus Asp just has skirmish poison. It's a three drop. Mac the knife. Yeah. No, okay. Mactus Asp. Oh, Mactus Asp. I thought you were talking about Mac the knife. I thought Mac. No, Mac, Mac the knife is elusive. He doesn't have poison. Oh, okay, yeah. he's elusive in skirmish, I think. Yes, uh, yeah. I gotta look it up. The one, the one with the poison that I really loved a lot is Moon Cursor. Oh so, yeah, that card. That thing's dumb. Yeah, Moon Cursor, one power. It has skirmish and poison, so whenever it fights, it's not going to like get any damages back, right? Mm-hmm. And when you fight, you steal one. So yeah, I would. Moon Cursor is like literally kills say, everything. <laughs> yes, kills well, everything. Steal one. Doesn't get through armor, but that's pretty much the only thing. That's why Mactus Asp usually gets through the armor. That's why I like that one better. Yeah. Because yep. Mactus Asp is three power, which is enough. Um, not many things have over three power, three armor. Um, but yeah, uh, basically, basically, if you want to steal a bunch of amber, kill your, your opponent's creatures, control their amber supply, Shadows is the, is the one for you, for sure. Um, they have, in my opinion, they have one of the most powerful artifacts, like, like just artifact power level in general. Like you talk about speed sigil. Uh, so it's an artifact that lets you have your first creature enter ready. Um, but it works for both players. So, and then there's evasion sigil, which is super controly. It, uh, first time a creature fights, uh, the flip the top card of your discard, the top card of your deck. If it shares that house, then the fight does nothing, and you tap it. Yeah, I mean, I just like I personally like then the sting. Obviously, I, I personally like their their uh, their artifacts. I feel like they're super super powerful. Yeah, and um, one one artifact that we got to say is seeker needle. needle seeker needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> one damage <laughs> to anything if it kills it, getting hammered. Yeah, it's super super powerful. Um, but yeah, a lot of the artifacts in shadows are super. Super controlly, super powerful as well. Yep. Um, all right, I think that's enough for shadows. Let's get into our studs and duds. So our stud this week is going to be hysteria. It's an action produces no amber, but it bounces everything, returns all creatures to your owner's hand. Please, Kiho, tell me why that's good. Tell me why that's a stud. Well, when I first saw it, I thought, <laughs> uh, you're you're both bouncing your entire board, and it's like meh because you're losing yourself too right but unlike board wipes in games like magic you're gonna tap out for a board wipe pass turn not be able to do anything in this game there's no mana or anything like that you're just gonna all the creatures of this you bounce your hand plus any more you had in hand you're just gonna replay them so you get to be the first one back on board which makes it much stronger than if it was otherwise mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. i um i've seen situations where like They'll have a bunch of, like, all three of their houses out. So, like, they'll have two creatures from Mars, two creatures from Brabnar, two creatures from Sanctum, and then you just Hysteria. It not only bounces everything back, but it just sets them back multiple turns because they have to, that's three separate turns they have to, you know, announce a different house, you know? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah so, so, like, you're setting them back. You're just, at, not, not to mention all the enchantments they put on there. You know, there's a bunch of enchantments going on. So, if you bounce a creature, their enchantment's gone. They're they're yep. uh, they're yeah. upgrade, I guess I should say. They're There's also well. I was talking about all the shenanigans with uh, library access and phase shift when we were talking about logos. Mm-hmm. If you get library access going, get a few logos creatures out, and you can phase shift to Steria, you bounce all those logos guys back to your hand, and you get to replay them for more cards again. And that's busted. Magical yeah, really Christmas stupid. land. <laughs> I've done it more than once, bro. I've done it more than once. Sure. It is Christmas last scenario. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, you know, if I scratch off night. a scratch off, you know, win a million dollars, you know, that'd be great too. You know? Dude, all you need in your hand is phase shift, hysteria, and library access. Oh, yeah. That's that's it? That's all you need? What? 
You're in, you're in Logos. You can archive cards. Yes. No, I, yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. I, I've, I've, seen it. Off. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen once or twice. I mean, if if I have if I have a deck I have and that have Hysteria, library access and uh, face shift in it, I would probably try to pull it off. It's not it's not that hard to like try to pull it off. Like it, it's a little bit Christmasy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's like uh, oh my god, I'm going to like have this big gift at Christmas. But uh, dude, yeah. I, yeah. whenever you pull that off, you're going to pretty much be ahead in the game. I think. Yeah, I agree. Pretty much. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. very hard to come back from that. But um, yeah, hysteria. When I I know personally, when I first saw it, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. But now that I realize that it sets back my opponent, you know, you can play around it because obviously you know it's coming. You're going to play the card. So you're not going to put a bunch of different house creatures out there. So, like, you're going to put maybe one house out, you know, two houses, set it up that way, and just wait for your opponent to overextend. Boom. Hysteria. You know, I compare it to, like, Vanish in Hearthstone, where, like, you just you just hose your, hose your opponent and just bring back all creatures but but yeah super powerful very underrated i thought in practice it uh definitely definitely needed a stud spotlight for sure all right let's get into our dud of the week kehoe want to talk about it or frenchy pit lord why is this uh, our dud why is this our dud? Pit lord. Pit lord. pit lord why is this our dud uh, sir i'll take it sure sure, sure. so so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so it's it's not so much the power level of the card itself because the card it's a nine drop with taunt that gets you two amber. It's pretty strong. It's amazing. The drawback yeah. of naming this is real. But the problem is more of how people play with this card. Mm-hmm. I've seen people throw it out there with one key, not very much board presence, and I just kind of let the pit lord sit there and not do anything and force them to keep naming this. And it got to the point where they had to make multiple attacks to suicide it while they couldn't play anything out of hand because they didn't have any discards left. And it just completely hosed them. They shot themselves right, the foot. Right. Yeah, it's very easy to misplay. Like, this card, I've done it. I fell into the trap where, like, oh, yeah, I got, like, one or two more discards to play. But then after that, I didn't draw any more discards, and I'm just, like, stuck. <laughs> you know? But, um... Oh, by the way, when, when you guys say discard... It's the house of this, right? Not discard. Yes, discard. That <laughs> house of this. God, I will never get used to that. Yes. That's so hard to differentiate. <laughs> I not think about it. Yeah, because so, I yeah. know in my head what I'm trying to say, but I guess it sounds different. I don't know. I don't know. Dis. Discard. Dis. Oh, yeah, I guess I can Dis. pronounce it weird. Dis. You can say this. Dis. Cards. Pronounce it in French way. Dis. Yeah, yeah. Dis. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, yeah. Pitlord Pit has definitely been um, a dud for me certain times. Don't get me wrong. I've had it be a superstar. Like, I've had it be an absolute monster and just run away with the game. Um, but I feel like most of the time, though, it's just it's just more pressing and the drawback is too punishing for it to be good. Yeah. If you want it to be really good, you have to plan ahead a lot. Like yeah. usually when you ha- when you choose this and then you're going to play Pit Lord, uh, you have to remember that when you whenever you draw cards, you might not draw any this card, mm-hmm. right? And you are forced to get this. Uh, so I would only play it if I know that I for the next few turns I will be able to like um, to to choose this and just play with the uh, with my board, right? Like let's say let's say for example I have Snudge. That's another disc creature. So that's a four power creatures. When you fight and rip, you can return an artifact of flank creatures to its owner hand. Mm-hmm. So if I have Snudge and my pit lord is actually on a flank, I will be able to like remember that right, uh I got I got my pit lord out. Uh if for some reasons I need to play other cards in my hand to stop my opponent, like for example, to to I can if for example if I can see my opponent um man, uh, going to forge a key for in the next two turns, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to like play any other cards in my other house uh, to stop it. I will use nudge, bounce back my pit lord, and then maybe discard pit lord to not have it anymore in my hand, right? Yeah, yeah. That uh, really last powerful. couple times, 
last couple times I played, played Pit Lord, <coughs> I uh, archived three fates first. Because you're guaranteed to hit your own Pit Lord when you play the three fates. That's true. So that way, like, if you need to get rid of your Pit Lord, you can by naming this. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. Like, same way with, like, Gateway to this or Key to this or. Yes. Like, yeah. any, any kind of destroy thing. Yeah. Yes. So, like, when remember, whenever you want to play Pit Lord, you have to plan ahead. There's no other way. Yeah. Except except if it's Maverick. If you have a Maverick pit lord, then I'm <laughs> sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Just don't there's, even there's bother. Maverick pit lord around somewhere. That guy just the worst card ever printed. Just never play that card ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> all right. I have a Maverick great. It's a pit lord. Whoop, whoop. And yeah, uh, yeah. you don't have this in your uh, in your in your deck, so you're pretty much not going to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> have fun like, have fun passing like, turn over and over again <laughs> yeah it's it's awful so i'm yeah. sorry guys if you guys ever Not have a, a a pit road maverick you pretty much you, you can burn the deck like I, I i would never advocate to burn a deck but that's yeah. the one the only exception to the <laughs> unless world. they errata him to say whatever house he is right <sighs> they might maybe i don't know oh uh, yeah i guess maybe i, I was uh, I would say it's pretty hard. Like, um, I think they, 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 that, that was their real intention, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they didn't want it to be like play in the house they are, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let us know. Let us know if you have any more Maverick Pit Lords uh, out there. <laughs> feel free to that tweet us. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, feel free yeah. to tweet us your pictures because we, we would love a good laugh for sure. I want to see Maverick 3 Horsemen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yo, Maverick two horsemen would be four horsemen. Bree's four, got me messed up. Horsemen? Three. three horsemen, huh? Yeah, yeah, three horsemen. It's a new, Bree new kept meta. saying three on my last <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, right. by, by the way, the, do you guys think it's a little bit weird that the horseman is in Sanctum and not this? Mm, no, they're knights. They're knights ish, I guess. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I could see them being a this. If they were this, I wouldn't argue. Yeah, yeah. this has the masters instead. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you guys have any like <laughs> you guys that listen to us, if you guys have any uh, comment comment about that, yeah, just let us know. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, let uh, us know in the in the tweets for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for our studs and duds segment. Um. And that does it for our episode episode four, uh, house hunting part two. Uh, episode three. Or that episode, was a typo. Episode three. My bad. <laughs> uh, episode three. For us, it's four because we did a practice episode, so I, yeah. I can see why that was a typo. Um, but yeah, this this episode um, was pretty fun. Uh, next week yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get back to you guys with a new, fresh new topic, and uh, hopefully be just as entertaining. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's it for us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Archives Amber. Um, feel free to let us know how we did, you know, feedback or you know any any questions you want us to answer. Uh, feel free to tweet us. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, for happy me, New Year, guys. Christian, Happy New Year to all of happy you. Uh, enjoy your holiday, enjoy your family time, and everything like that. All right, guys. Much well, love, guys. Much love. All right, fellas. I'll see you guys next time.